How are we all doing today? Naturally, first thing I do every time I start streaming, because can't trust Streamlabs, is check the audio. <laughs> and it shit itself! BRB! <laughs> Uh, did you hear that? That's the cool tasting opening sound. Oh, sorry, let's start again. That's the smooth sound of a muscle loose tropical beverage being opened live <laughs> on the screen. There you go. Yeah, we're back. We're back. Let me just quickly test the audio again. Yeah. Yeah, we are fixed. We are fixed. How is everyone doing? Thank you very much for the audio shout-outs. One day, we will fix that. Literally, every day for like the last week, I've been complaining to Bibi off air that there has been a Streamlabs update. Streamlabs update kicks in. There's like a, only like an 8 meg, so tiny update um, to Streamlabs. And then I'm like, oh, maybe it fixes. And then turns on and it doesn't. So, yes, that audio, <laughs> me sound like I'm in a... Uh, like, I don't know, Little Mermaid scene or something like um, is a Streamlabs issue. But thank you for sticking around for that. How are we all doing today? Hopefully you're all good. Uh, pretty decent show, if I'm going to be honest. We have got early January, uh, January very much out of the way because we have four very different and four very good stories today. So hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed the rest of this show. Uh, what, what did you crack open then, babe? <laughs> um, one second. Oh, he's gone big, babe, as well. Oh, oh, oh. Get rid of the disgusting now. Uh, hey, there you go. Yeah. Nice hat as well, babe. <laughs> uh, massive shout out to Degnan for this one, by the way. He's the one that sent me the link uh, to Geek Store, where they had a massive sale. And, uh, yeah, got this for £5. Five English pounds. He said he'd seen the snapback, and he said he thought of me instantly, which <laughs> started to pull on the old arse pins, but, yeah. Uh, £5. I want to shout out as well. Uh, I'll jump into the split screen. I want to shout out um, Big Zombie Monkey, who did send me a link for the uh, the PUBG uh, Lone Survivor pop vinyls um, over oh, Christmas. Hello. They were down to like, I don't know, a stupidly low, like three quid or something like that. I was like, I'm definitely going to check those out. It was over Christmas. I had COVID head. Did not check them out. They went back up to full price. So I just, I just thought, no, no. no. Out, out of spite to myself, I'm not going to get them now. So, so I appreciate the <laughs> love spike, say. but I didn't I didn't actually get them in the end. Are you going to bite the bullet? I was, I was, um, uh, but didn't because because I'm that kind of person. Anyway, good morning, Lake, uh, Gagad, Gary Clark, Plum, uh, Plum Rico, Fatman Dave, Tito, Magic Man, uh, and Robo Daniel, all here in the chat already this morning. Appreciate Hi, the love. Thank you very much. Uh, the Cyber Scoop. Looking forward to it, says Robo Daniel. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, another Cyberpunk led um, show. The thing is, it's Cyberpunk led, but we literally have two other stories that could have probably fought for the lead story. We just kind of yeah. leaned into Cyberpunk because we know how much you guys love to kick the boot in. Stick the boot in. So there you go. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, but yeah. I want to show this. Because oh. I've just got it, and I think it's literally like one of the best things that I've ever received in my life. Oh, let me jump back to Big, um, big Bib then. Oof. Yeah. Uh, this may interest anyone who plays golf, right? I know I keep on talking about this all the time. But anyone who plays golf knows that you need at least two things in your bag. One of them is a pitch repair tool. The second thing is a marker. So when you're on the green and uh, you want to mark down your ball because you can pick it up, you can clean it, you can put it back down again, but you need to mark it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, 
We've got the two in one. We've got the Drum two roll. in one coming in, coming in fresh today. Switchblade pitchfork, but not only that, <laughs> not only that. Boom! Yeah. Ice cream upload markers, magnetic, so you can just pop them out and pop them back in again. I've got like another five here because I lose these left, right, and center. But that is probably one of the greatest things I have ever had. I'll tell you ever. what. Tell you how I feel about that. Oh, I mean, you would have known because obviously you're not watching the stream, but I just pressed the winner, winner, chicken dinner animation. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's genuinely that one of the best things that I've ever had in my life. Um, so yeah, Bibby has just bought a Switchblade. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Can't walk around the street with that. Uh, Give me your pocket money. Uh, uh, Iceman says, to be honest, I would have thought clubs would need to go in the bag as well. <laughs> <laughs> This is why it takes you so long on the golf course. <laughs> I play golf with a rope. I mean, you didn't even mention balls either. <laughs> you, just, no. you just got a repair kit. Just turn up with <laughs> these two things. <laughs> okay, I put it down. Nothing needs fixing. Now what? <laughs> uh, Gary says, I have no fucking idea what it is, but I'm happy for you. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thank you. Uh, anyway, welcome in, everyone. My name is Graham. This is Bibby, and that was an ice cream uploads thing. I can't remember what it's called. I don't know. It's a pitch repair tool, mate. Yeah, there we go. Pitch repair tool. I knew that. I, I, absolutely. Uh, there you go. Um, anyway, we're here because we are ice cream uploads, and in true ice cream uploadsy fashion, this is the scoop. Uh, we go live each and every single weekday at 10 a.m. live on the money, and it's not 20 past 11. Ignore that. The clock is wrong. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> each and every single weekday at 10 a.m ish on twitch.tv forward slash ice cream uploads obviously that is a very malleable time it depends whenever we get the irl work stuff done and today it's 20 past 11 but it's fine that means we get a bit of a lunchtime scoop that's good nice 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 anyway we're going to discuss with you guys the biggest the best and the breaking stories from the world of video games over the last 24 hours or so and we have some doozies to discuss with you guys today because we are the uk's number one video game podcast even if we do say so ourselves anyway we're going to give you our thoughts and impressions on those stories and we want your thoughts and impressions too and your thoughts and impressions on our thoughts and impressions Oosh, nice um and if you're in the chat like all you guys are i can see you all there now please feel free to get involved over the next hour or so with those thoughts and impressions because we turn this stream into a podcast a video for youtube and an audio podcast on itunes spotify soundcloud and google play so please get involved on behalf of everyone watching and listening on demand a little bit later on the usual bits of uh, housekeeping that we have to discuss before we go in the talking points are exclamation mark loot drop which should work if you subscribe to the channel make sure you check that out because you could be missing out on prizes each and every single month exclamation mark insert coin only six days until me and bib stream on insert coins channel yeah. little bit of a tangent there um insert coin sent me a streets of rage t-shirt and i managed to wear that for the first time on stream yesterday as we played streets of rage 4 on bibby's oh. pc through xbox game pass on pc and it was ridiculous so if you haven't played streets of rage 4 <laughs> absolutely do it it was so so fun um, and the final thing to mention is absolutely no spawn in this whatsoever, but IGN UK Deals, a Twitter account that we've spoken about a few times, tweeted this morning that Smith's um, had uh, the Pulse 3D headset, which is the PlayStation 3D audio headset for PS5 back in stock. Uh, yeah. We've been telling you to watch that account if, that, if there's anything you're after. That's what I've been after. They tweeted it. Smiths uh, have it. I logged on, bought it, and I should have headset in between one to three to seven days. So, nice. Uh, I'll drop the link back in the chat just in case anyone does want to follow this account. Um, on that note, there are rumours 
that PS4, a PS5 stock will be resurfacing today. Um, so there has been already last night. Game had, I think, the charging stations and something else. Uh, this morning, Smith's had the charging stations and the Pulse 3D headsets. Um, so if we've got those accessories starting to circulate on the day and the night before, the rumours said consoles will start to circulate. If you're after a PS5 and you don't have a busy day, then make sure you are at least following um, IGN UK deals, which I post in the chat, plus any other stock in former places out there so that you don't miss out mm -hmm. on the opportunity. Uh, so there you go. Nice. Anyway, jumping into some news. Um, thank you very much for the... Uh, um, Commands in chat, match. Very much appreciated. What a guy. Again. Uh, if Bibi loses the markers, he might be able to make them tax deductible if it says uh, a viral marketing campaign with them being ICU branded. I mean, it's probably tax deductible anyway because it's ICU branded. There's, there's probably some ways we can make that tax deductible anyway. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine. Anyway, as mentioned, this is the Cyber Scoop, as Robo Daniel has coined. That's what we're going to have to call it now. Uh, uh, obviously, it's the Scoop, and all we ever do is talk about Cyberpunk, as it seems. So let's just not beat around the bush, jump straight in as Matt Wales, who's, I think he's headlined every day so far, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, so GG, Matt, good week for you guys. Going above and beyond. Yeah, that's what we like to see. So Matt Wales at Eurogamer says, CD Projekt co-founder addresses botched Cyberpunk 2077 console release in new video. Plus, next-gen update delayed Thank to second half of 2021, which is a little disappointing. Um... Thank you very much for the host, Madge. Uh, very, very much appreciate Just want to shout out as well. Um, we got uh, South Memphis G did follow when we were playing Streets of Rage last night. Thank you very much for that. AWS server has followed. I'm assuming that's not Amazon Web Services, but there we go. Um, Luna Downs, <laughs> Twitch, 2021 Luna. Um, okay, you two have both got to be bots following 19 hours ago when no one was online. And XQC... Uh, hacked Twitch peeing TV has followed. Nice. <laughs> so the bots. Uh, well, not in my activity feed, so I'm guessing that was just bots that have instantly unfollowed as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Get out of here. Get out of here. But anyway, Madge, thank you very much uh, for the host. Appreciate it. The reason I did come off the article is to just bring this up. I did mention the other day, I have a copy of Cyberpunk. Uh, Bibby has a copy of Cyberpunk. We both uh, got Cyberpunk for Christmas. We're both looking forward to playing Cyberpunk. I was waiting for the next-gen update. I haven't read this article, but just from the tagline, the next-gen update has been delayed into the second half of 2021, which means that this is probably going to stay in its shrink wrap for at least six months. Great. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, I mean, just take the pressure off. It means I can play anything else I want. Nice, nice. Anyway, I'll jump back into the news. CD Projekt co-founder Marcin Ivinske has... Uh, oh, I'm going to say Ivinske. It could be Ivinske. Um, I'll say V just because, you know, that's what I'm going for. Uh, has addressed the events leading up to the disastrous launch of Cyberpunk 2077 last year in an attempt to explain how the game's widely lambasted Xbox One and PS4 versions were released in such a poor state. And then there's a quote within the article that says, Based on our legacy of genuine and honest communication, says Ivinsky in the new video, you've trusted us and pre-ordered our game. And despite good reviews on PC, the console version of Cyberpunk 2077 did not meet the quality standard we wanted it to meet. I and the entire leadership team are deeply sorry for this. And this video is me publicly owning up to this. According to Ivinsky, um, problem, oops, problems with the console release stemmed... Uh, from Cyberpunk's huge scope, specifically the multitude of custom object, uh, the multitude of custom objects, interacting systems and mechanics, all condensed into a single big city and in a relatively loading-free environment. 
Ivinsky says, getting all of that to run on the PS4 and Xbox One would have been enough of a challenge, but we made it even more difficult for ourselves by wanting the, uh, to make the game look epic on PCs and then adjusting it to consoles, especially old gens. Despite the significant hardware gap, the studio believes things did not look super difficult at first, but Ivinsky concedes time has proven that we've underestimated the task. That proof, of course, came on launch day. And I'm going to stop about uh, talk about that for a minute. We could have had a little ice cream baby. Hey, we could have had a little ice cream baby. Thank you very much for the 10-month resub show, you beautiful, beautiful man. Very much appreciate you being here. How the devil are you, sir? Uh, yeah, where was I? Where was I? I appreciate it, though. Genuinely, uh, 10 months. That, that is more than it takes to create a life. So I appreciate the support. Thank you very much, show. Love you. Um... Where did we get to? Oh, yeah, there we go. Uh, time has proven that we've underestimated the task, says Marcin Ivinsky, about porting the PC stuff to the console. Anyway, that proof, of course, came on launch day when considerable criticism was immediately levied at Cyberpunk's prominent bugs and awful performance, particularly on base consoles. However, Ivinsky insists the studio testing did not show a big part of the issues uh, you experienced and that the developer saw significant improvements each and every day as it got closer to release and really believed we'd deliver in the final Day Zero update. Ivinsky also addresses the studio decision to withhold console review code from publications until mere days before launch, saying that while the PC version was in good shape well in advance of release day, CD Projekt was fighting for quality on all gen consoles till the very last moment, and every extra day of us working on the Day Zero update brought visible improvement, meaning console code was sent out later than we originally planned. Ivinsky notes that CD Projekt's incredibly hard-working and talented development team should not be blamed for Cyberpunk 27's disastrous console launch. My Myself and the board are the final decision makers, he stresses, and it was our call to release the game. Although, believe me, we never ever intended for anything like this to happen. I assure you that we will do our best to regain your trust. To that end, Ivinsky takes the few moments to detail the studio's future plans for Cyberpunk 27, uh, 2077 on console and PC, beginning with variably sized patches intended to fix bugs and improve uh, the experience across all platforms on a regular basis. The first of these is due in approximately 10 days, with another more significant patch to follow in the coming weeks. CD Projekt's long-term pl uh, plans for supporting the game have not changed, says Ivinsky, but some of Cyberpunk 2077's more notable post-launch uh, post content has now been delayed. Free DLC updates, originally planned to arrive shortly after release, now won't land until after critical problem areas have been addressed, with more information expected in the coming months. As for the highly anticipated next-gen console update, that's now due to launch in the second half of the year, and a revised roadmap can be found in CD Projekt's accompanying blog post. We are treating this entire situation very seriously concludes Ivinsky and we are working hard to make it right a lot to pick apart in there mm. Bib what mm. are your thoughts <clears throat> I feel like this article we're going to be treading over a lot a lot of old ground with this um, and it's something that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago saying that I don't want to speak about cyberpunk on here again but I just feel this is too <clears throat> Too time sensitive for us not to be able to come through because we're now hearing stuff from the big cheeses at the top. Um, the first thing that I want to say is on the, the second, the first line of the second paragraph, based on our legacy of genuine and honest communication. Whilst a lot of the time I do agree that they've been quite upfront 
I feel like the biggest and most important part of this was obviously releasing the game, and then that didn't go to that didn't go to plan at all. The way the, the why I say that is because a lot of people, whoever it may be that may be fighting the corner, or it may have come from people who are who've made the game, have said that this game was not meant to be ran on base PlayStation Four consoles. I believe that's probably the biggest lie that's come out of all of this because this game's been in development for eight years. It's sub it's it's subs it subsides the PlayStation Four itself because this was announced precedes. before the play it precedes. There we go. Uh, the PlayStation Four itself and the Xbox uh, uh, Xbox One. What I, what what I don't understand is why this was being touted as a PlayStation Five game. Because you've been working on this all the way through for the PlayStation 4. So how it's how it's ended up being in such a bad way for the PlayStation 4 and then saying, well, you have to play it on PlayStation 5 to experience it with less bugs. That, again, this is treading all ground. That doesn't sit comfortably with me. And this statement that they've come out with is so PR. It, it's such a PR statement. There's no other way of putting it. We're sorry what we've done. We feel, we feel that we've been genuine and honest with you. I don't believe that in every single sense. I do believe they've been honest in a lot of places, but the the if someone's paying £65 for this game, they expect it to be able to run and not have hard crashes. And Stuff not be signing like... a draw until June. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's there's so much that I'd love to say about this, but we've already we've already covered 90% of it, and I feel like, again, we're just treading on old, old ground with this, but I do, I do agree in a lot of senses that they have been genuine, but I also agree that some of the stuff that they needed to say they held back because they knew that it would bite them on the ass. But the bigger bite on the ass is them not saying the things in the first place. Yeah, I think I think, I think that's probably the best sentence yeah, I can put it in. I I agree. Uh, I think I like the fact that they've said something. I like the fact that Marcin Ivinsky has come out and acknowledged it because the issue we had is Bibby said this. This is a PR. Art, uh, a PR statement. It is. There's a lot of PR stuff in there. It does go further to the point where I now start to see, okay, you are saying some real stuff here now. You are saying you fucked up. You are saying it's on you. You finally are saying it's not good enough. Because in December, we were having conversations about, well, if you're not willing to wait for it to be good enough, uh, to be fixed, then here's your money back. How you get it? And it was just the, the tone around it was shit, and it wasn't PR'd. This is PR'd, um, but still has a little bit more real and a little bit more personable direction. That's, that's swallowable. You can stomach what they're saying here. If they'd have said this previously, it wouldn't have been as bad. But, yeah, my issues, um, my main issues are... Based on our legacy of genuine and honest communication, as it starts, as Bibby said. But then to go on to the um, getting days before the console launch and just not talking about it, you knew at that point. Even if they say, we were thinking that the Day Zero patch would fix everything. All you knew at that point is that it was a shit show. All you could prove at that point was that it did not work. It's as simple as that hoping day zero would fix it without having any proof because if you didn't have any proof at that point which you didn't because you were hoping you were resting your hopes on it is not good enough so to hold the game back and be secretive is deliberately hiding information that that 
is very likely at that point in time it's very likely that the game wasn't going to work so why not say okay you can on, only have the pc code we can give you the uh, the console code but it will probably be at launch um and that's not because we're holding it back that's because we think it might not work properly and if you play it at launch it's gonna be successful we think there's a good chance it won't though saying stuff like that still shit but honest and that's the bit I don't mind them. They have been uh, genuine and honest with their communication for mm. years. People have loved that about them. I've loved that about them. Um, probably their genuine, honest communication outwardly to consumers and giving gifts has probably made it... Probably made people stomach them and turn against any calls of... Um, uh, what's the word? Crunch. And any of those negative conversations, they've kind of had... Had people's ear already because people people can, can not get bribed. It's not uh, it's not that sinister, but they've got they've got people's hearts and minds already. So if people are starting to say, okay, there's some negative under shit going on, you will give them the benefit of that because of how genuine and honest they seem to be. Seem being obviously an operative word there. You can be uh, obviously malicious and be two faced and, and give people nice things whilst hurting someone in the background you can be that i'm not saying they're not that but people got uh, gave them the benefit of the doubt because of that genuine and honest communication but right near the end they made bad decisions this that's yeah. unquestionable they made bad decisions do we talk about it nope do we do we just release a statement um months later uh well a month later ish and then just go oh uh, yeah sorry yeah we we knew three days before that it wasn't working and hoped that it would on the actual launch day no, no, no! You don't do that. Stop it. No. Um, I've, I've got two thoughts. Uh, two, uh, two other thoughts. But one of them based off what Tito said. Uh, open communication didn't want execs say it ran surprisingly well on last gen consoles. Correct. Yes, they did. Um, this, this, that being old gen console, last gen consoles, where one install base was 150 million consoles there or thereabouts. Shall we just say for argument's sake? That's a lot of people that are going to be picking up your game. Fair enough, you can play this PlayStation 4 game on your PlayStation 5 and get it to run slightly better. Okay, Wh whatever. Uh, that, I don't believe, is sincere, and I don't believe that's genuine. I think that's just... I don't want to say a money grab, <laughs> because I know that people may have cancelled the pre-orders, but they ended up buying the game with, with that in mind. Um, second thing, looking at this roadmap, I've kind of... Do you not think where it says uh, patch 1.2, right, cut that bit off and where the grade area where it's like squiggly lines is multiple updates and improvements, that is when the game should have come out. Correct. They definitely rushed it. There's no two ways about it. They've rushed this out the door to try and satisfy somebody somewhere, whether or not they're shareholders uh, or themselves. They just want to get it out and they'll just patch it as fast as they possibly could. I still believe that this game absolutely should have... Um, should have come out around that time whether that may be i'm just looking at it now maybe that's april march april time free dlcs june july free next gen stuff october november i think if you'd have laid that out from the beginning people probably wouldn't be as pissed i think more people are pissed that they've had to play the game it not be as good uh and it's crashing left right and center they've tilted that game back and they've had refunds for this game the chances of them picking it up when the free next gen game console comes up again I don't know. I'd probably say 40% of those people may give it a go again. Yeah, um, others may, will be... just have that in the back pocket now and say, I'm never going to play this game again. It was dog shit the <clears> first <throat> time around. You're probably um, more likely to, to push people more towards a streamer 
or so on now uh, uh, to watch the content from them i've invested it didn't it didn't get me they, they failed me um so i'm gonna live it through someone else's eyes now or someone else's wallet as it tends to be uh more often than not yeah. But yeah, no, I agree. It definitely should have come out. I mean, th there's even calls for, and this is probably a massively flawed statement in terms of the finances, but there's even calls for GTA comes out on console and then six months, 12 months later comes out on PC um, because porting it is not just a simple case of, oh, that'll work perfectly, bosh, and especially not going back. A full scaled up PC game squashed into a console does not work. Um, and they've put that they underestimate that fair enough they may have started the process and they may have based that on actually this is like the, the conversion process the porting process is actually really quick we're, we're having no problems yeah that's fine high fives and then the guy sits down five minutes later <laughs> red screens blue screens of death so whatever it's like oh shit uh okay well maybe that was just that and then three months into it he's just got like blue screens everywhere he's like oh for fuck's sake okay it's actually it looked good from the first uh, impressions and our research into it in reality it's actually a bit worse um fair enough that kind of stuff can happen but building the time at that point you just go okay this isn't it's the consoles and it's always been said all the way through the console versions are what's slowing it down that's where the problems will be that's not anything new now in january that was a console uh, a conversation six months ago so at that point do you start to look at a staggered approach do we bring it out on pc and say that the console versions are going to follow you will piss people off you will piss people off and like i say financially that might not make sense but these are conversations that probably for me are better than oh fuck it just, just push it out and see what happens. <laughs> just, just, it, mate, it's literally a dumpster fire. A dumpster fire. I know. Just, just, just keep pushing it out. It's fine. Let's see what the people. Is it? They're not going to do anything. It's on fire. Yeah. I know. Just, just give it to them and see. No, stop. Get rid of the fucking dumpster fire. Nobody wants a dumpster fire, especially not if it's costing them a chunk of money. Yeah, it's it's horrible. I hate dogpiling and I hate giving shit to stuff um, because this is something that I. I will be playing. I've got it. It's up there on the shelf. You could probably see it. It's mm -hmm. bright yellow. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's there ready to be played, but I want to be invested in it. I, I play stuff. I've said this a billion and one times on this podcast. I play games because I want to be invested in the characters in the world. If I can't do that, then I'll wait. I'm happy to wait. I'll sit on the sidelines. I'll wait for this to become a game that I can actually do that. I said to you the other day, I was playing Assassin's Creed. And I was climbing down the mountain and my character kind of shimmied to the edge of the uh of the of the cliff shall we say uh, and he was just about to jump up turn around grab onto the ledge and start uh, start climbing down again but my leg got caught inside the mountain and i was just flopping upside down and the camera was getting faster and faster and then he ended up dying now there's been yeah that, that's the first major one that i've had so far but it's not it's like it got to a point where I could just re re reboot the save. It wasn't like a, a super glitchy thing, and I've seen if I've seen Asim talk about it quite a lot, saying that it's uh, it's it, it's had a lot of glitches, and I've come to expect that. Um, but I see this be I see Assassin's Creed being slightly different from what the Cyberpunk thing is at this moment yeah. in time, um, because I'm playing Assassin's Creed well after it's, it's come out, and I'm now enjoying. The, the patches i've purposely waited until it started to get patched we covered it on here that it was a patchy mess the patches have now started to roll out and now i'm playing it i will do exactly the same when cyberpunk comes out um so from a from a gameplay standpoint i haven't got that much to say uh on cyberpunk anymore that i haven't already said and been through 
it's just in that respect it's pretty much the same situation i've held in with assassin's creed i've waited until it's been patched i'm happy with where it's at so far i'm having a blast i'm probably six or seven hours into it which isn't a lot um i've seen spike this morning say he was 75 hours into it and he's nowhere near completed it but it's been his favorite assassin's creed game in the franchise i kind of feel like that i said to you yesterday that i feel like i've been sleeping on the other assassin's creed games because i'm enjoying this one that much it's kind of made me think well do i actually want to go back and play a few more of them um but hopefully i'll be in the same situation in six months time with this yeah wrapping so wrapping obviously we've stuck the boot in as we fairly should do we own the game and we aren't playing it because it's not good enough <laughs> to play um so we've stuck the boot in the positives do you believe in what marcin evinsky is saying do you believe that patch one and two uh, what 1.1 and 1.2 i'll bring the uh uh, timeline, uh, the roadmap on the screen. Do you believe? I mean, the hot fixes are, uh, I assume, rolling out, uh, are rolled out last year. So that now we've got patch uh, 1.1 and 1.2, and then we get the free DLCs and the next gen updates alongside multiple updates and improvements. Do you believe in their ability then to deliver on that? Absolutely. I mean, I'm fairly certain, and don't take this for gospel, I'm fairly certain that The Witcher wasn't in the state that it's in now when it first came out. The Witcher now has been regarded as one of the best RPGs that's ever been created. That didn't just happen overnight. It wasn't the game that it is now when it first came out. So I believe in them being able to, and I've never once said that they won't get to a point where it will be playable. I'm just stating that when it's come out, it's not in a very playable state for the largest install base for your consoles. Why, why would you want to alienate the 150 million-ish that have already got a console that tried to buy this game? You don't alienate those. You don't alienate anyone, especially if they're giving any kind of money. But for your biggest install base, as I said, they may not even want to pick this up again when it comes on PlayStation 5 or the Xbox Series X. There's a, there's a lot of different tangents. I don't believe... I believe... Oh, God. You don't believe, I but don't, he does. <laughs> I don't believe the first sentence that he said. I don't believe that. I think that's just straight-up PR shit. Based on our legacy of genuine and honest communication, I don't believe that because right. I know for a fact that one of them in the higher up said that he runs surprisingly well on the old console. That's where the credibility started to fall down. And for them to come out and say we based it on honest and communication, I do believe for 75% of it, you probably was. But the biggest part was you lied to people when it said it was playable on PlayStation 4. I mean, there's a reason Sony was issuing refunds. There's a reason Microsoft was issuing digital refunds. There's people who I used to work with that have had a £10 refund from Microsoft because it's that bad. I have never seen a game in history do that. Let me ask you a, diff a slightly different question then. So does that mean that they either lied to us or they were incompetent at, uh, to a very serious level? The reason I ask that is because they claim that they were honest all the way through. Um but then, um, where, da, 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 despite the significant hardware gap, the studio believed that things did not look super difficult at first. Um, that pr then blah, blah, blah. The proof they'd underestimated the task. Fast forward. Um, that proof, of course, came on launch day when considerable criticism was immediately levied at Cyberpunk's bugs, blah, 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 blah. However, Ivinsky insists the studio did not show a big part of the issues you experienced, a.k.a. we were testing and it looked good for us. Everything was fine. We didn't get any of those bugs. And the developers saw significant uh, significant improvements each and every day. So both of those statements can't be true. Obviously, this is probably a bit emotively charged the way I'm phrasing it. But they either knew it was broken, and that's a lie, um, or they were incompetent in the way that they tested it because they were testing it clearly in a way that... Did they test it once? 
did they test it enough? Because if if so many people, so widely spread, had issues across multiple platforms, they were doing wrong. So were they incompetent or did they lie? Both, I think. Uh, and I, and I, I don't mean that as an aggressive, they both fucking lied. <laughs> uh, and there was an incompetent. I don't mean it like that. I just genuinely mean that they're just trying to sweep some things under the rug. There is a reason that people did not get this as a review code for the PlayStation or the Xbox. It was because it didn't fucking work. <laughs> um, and there's a reason why a lot of people on day one, when they had to, when they got to release the trailer footage, uh, sorry, to get released footage that they had to do ones that was already approved. You can't get around that stuff. Um, <clears throat> I do believe that they've released this game though, because they didn't want to pander to the assholes that are on the internet that are screaming about their game being delayed. They wanted to try and avoid that. And unfortunately, they've ended up pandering to those and it's ended up biting them in the ass, which is, I do feel sorry for them for that, but I wish that they just would have had the the cojones to be able to just hold it back and say, you know what, we're going to delay it a little bit more. All they needed to do, I think, was just say that it wasn't going to be acceptable. I think a lot of people now uh, have given... What was the story that came out after this came out about GTA fans <laughs> writing to Rockstar to say, take as much time as you want, we, we do not want a cyberpunk. They have now become the bar when it comes to releasing a game early, and that is unfortunate for them because CD Projekt Red have got a good history of releasing very, very good video games. Maybe eventually it may be on release. I don't believe for a second that... The, I, I didn't play The Witcher on launch, but I do know that it was a, a little bit buggy, shall we say. Um, and this is the same situation that this in which now is like the bar when it comes to RPGs. This is hopefully will eventually get there, but I do believe that they have, I don't want to say unlawfully, but I reckon that they have, well, it's, it, that's not for me to decide. It's going to the courts, so it could be unlawfully sold or distributed. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, answering... I think the QA tester question, I don't believe for a second, being in and around QA testers all the time, I do believe that a lot of them brought that stuff up. But when they passed it over, they'll say, right, we'll be able to fix that. Then, 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 then. Um, and then someone on the higher-ups has gone, all right, so you'll be able to fix it then, then, then. Okay, that's not a problem. Uh, we can probably take the grunt of that for a week or two and then see where we end up after that. It's now been a month, if not longer. Yes, yeah, the 14th now. So it's been nearly two months. The thing is, this though, you, been out. you would have known by that. I mean, I don't believe the... We, uh, we really believed we'd deliver in the final Day Zero update. I don't take that. I, be- I don't believe that. So to answer my own questions, do I believe they were liars or do I believe they were incompetent? It's a very charged question I ask it. I know it is. Um, I believe both as well. I believe lying. But when I say lying, I don't believe that any games company ever deliberately steps out to lie to you. I believe Agreed. they were incompetent. I don't necessarily believe it to that extent. Once again, charged words for the emotive reasons. Um, I believe they made mistakes and they continuously made mistakes and they made bad decisions as a result of earlier mistakes. Um, and I don't believe they lied. I believe they PR'd. Um, they changed their statements and fed it in a way that is spoon-feeding and not horrendous. Um, but when you look back at it in context, in the whole situation, it's a lie. That's what it looks like. Without the context of that current point in time, it be, it's it's easier to call it a lie. So, yes, I believe they were incompetent at times. Yes, I believe they effectively lied through their, their choice of wording. Um, and uh, that is not anything new and, and shocking because that happens in all things, not just video games, across all industries. So do I... Has that 
ruined my relationship with CD Projekt Red. Well, I've never had a relationship with CD Projekt Red. Has that ruined my potential of a relationship with CD Projekt Red? I've got the game sat in the drawer. So no, <laughs> um, it has made me think, okay, well, that's a fuck up. Do better, be better. It hasn't ruined, and it hasn't ruined them for me. A lot of people who maybe are CD Projekt Red fanboys and which are fanboys and have got fucking cyberpunk tattoos already or whatever might be thinking, oh, well, that was a shit decision. Uh... Yeah, maybe, maybe. But for me, it hasn't ruined it. I will give them the benefit of doubt. And if if we get a No Man's Sky journey, um, mm-hmm. then then I absolutely will love them for it. I will give them I the benefit we'll. of doubt. Uh, I think I think we'll. I, I think, think we'll. we'll. So we are sticking the boot in, as we have continued to do so with things that we aren't happy with. Stadia is a bit of a meme for us because we bought two of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, we will stick the bit. We'll stick the boot in where it's deserved. We will also praise where it's deserved and they have now a long road to build praise and if they get it they get it jobs are good and i will i will happily high five them but but yeah there we go um it's a shame this roadmap out now though i do believe that they would have had a roadmap like this in place yeah i mean it mentions uh, an game updated roadmap uh, roadmap in the um uh there we go a revised roadmap can be found so i'm guessing they did have uh, something of this ilk previously. Let me jump back through the comments yeah. then, because there has been quite a few. There was a big one that was quite good from Asim uh, at the start. Uh, da, da, da. Uh, oh, actually, jump back a little bit further. There's more comments. Gary says, Smith's had that DualSense controller dock in stock just now, and it's out of stock already. I think the headset went out of stock as well, actually. But I'm set for the uh, DualSense controller dock. I've had that sat here for a while. I just need to get my uh, console placement in the house sorted before I actually take it out of its box. I don't know whether the console's downstairs or upstairs or both, if I get another one or... <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'll keep running through chat while Bibbs disappears. Uh, da, uh, da, 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 da. Dan Gary Clark, I'm trying to get the camera and headset. Says Madge. Um, I mean, the camera's been in stock quite a few places actually. If, now I know that. I, if I see it, I'll, I'll link you up. The headset hasn't until today. That's the first time I've seen it in stock. My local Tesco does get some. So if you check supermarkets, they are getting stock, but just quietly putting it out on shelves and stuff. So you can't rely on that. But Smith's was the first time I've seen it and been able to reliably purchase. I say reliably, we will see. But Mr. T says, um, good that someone from the leadership, uh, leadership? leadership team, leadership? nice, nice. I love a good leadership. Leadership team, still same word merged, has come out to take the blame and address the mainly botched launch on all gen consoles. But at this point, it's just throwing fuel on the fire with how the internet chat is around the game. They obviously know they effed up and are paying for it, but should have come out with a video like this before launch saying it's still coming out on PC with console versions delayed or they're just delaying it to mid-2021. Exactly, that's kind of the one that I asked. <laughs> that, that hasn't happened, and we all know for business reasons. That's why it's not happened, because cost has been... Uh, put out into logistics of creating the game, shipping it around to all of the stores around the world and so on, going gold uh, and doing all of that distribution is cost. Asking people to store that, keeping those games in warehouses adds cost. Missing uh, six to eight months to push the game back to August, as it looks like from that graphic. I mean, obviously, that's take that with a massive pinch. The reason I say August is um, if that's 2021 to 2022, that's the full year, they've put the free DLCs are coming out approximately a third into the year um the free next gen update is coming out approximately two thirds into the year that's that could be like a the subway um the london underground maps it's not actually to scale that market could be anywhere i've just assumed by looking at that maybe august is when it comes out it could be there could be there we never know um but um yeah we know that the reason it didn't come out in august 
is because if you're coming out in August, you're going to miss a significant chunk of the PS4 generation then that have moved over to PS5, or people have got other games to play, or you've missed you've missed the new console launch and the, the spurt of software sales that comes alongside the hardware sales, but you've also missed Christmas and that season as well. So numerous things, plus if you delay again, that's bad sentiment. The, the, the whoppers on the internet that Bibby was talking about that are like, no, I've got to wait for it again. Oh, here's the memes of that yellow graphic that comes up with Marcin Avinsky at the bottom. Every one of those comes out adds to the negativity. That probably affects the business in other financial ways too, uh, leading up to that. And all of that, they've, they've bowed to financial pressure and the groundswell of noisy people. The, th the shit thing is, those noisy people that complain about it, more often than not, they're complaining affects the uh, i mean don't get me wrong complain feel free to complain it's, it's absolutely something that is encouraged a lot of the time but if it's a company saying we don't want to give you a shit product so we're taking some time back that there is nothing to complain about you can be upset because you wanted it now and you've got to wait a bit longer but they are literally saying i don't want to give you something shit why are you complaining? <laughs> Why? Yeah. So the people that do complain, that put pressure on companies to do it faster, nah. If they can give you the game, they want your money. If they're not giving you the game, they don't feel that they're going to get your money or get it afterwards. They're, you're not going to be a repeat purchase. The reason they're not giving you the game is because they, they don't want you to be disappointed to the point that you don't enjoy it. And also, financially, they want your future business. So the reason they're not giving it suits you and them. That's it's shit. Don't stop. It's shit, but don't complain. Don't push them. Don't put that pressure on the people that put that pressure on, and go. I fucking got wait. I want it now. Give it me now. Give it me now. And then they get it now and they go. Oh shit! The game's crap. The game's shit. It's not ready. It's like <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it, it's it's always very difficult to try and release a game. Um, not taking that away from any developer, regardless of who they are. It's very always very difficult to release a game because the game will be a hundred. Uh, will never be a hundred percent perfect in their eyes or a lot of people's eyes. Um, it's just unfortunate that they are getting a lot of stuff. I mean, to be fair, the hype has been built up by themselves and obviously the people that have been around them. Um, and they are victims of their own downfall when it comes to stuff like that. But I still believe that this should absolutely, to save their own backs, should have been delayed. But unfortunately, it didn't. Um, it would have been delayed for the fourth time, I think, by that point. And they didn't want to run the risk of that. I think it's, they've, they've took the worst option. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know. How 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 they could well they've got until the end of the year really aren't they a lot that's and that's enough time hopefully for them to, be able to pull this out of the bag but I don't understand why they wanted to start working on the PlayStation Five or the next gen versions before this one's even come out because surely they would have seen the state of the old one first and thought actually we'll sort this one out first before releasing or even looking at creating it for the newer for the newer consoles I don't know how video game development works so I could be talking a load of old ass so please feel free to at me we've got a video say that I'm uh, talking a load of old ass but. <laughs> you meet with yourself i did mute yeah. myself fuck <laughs> i said luke is here um i was blowing my nose i forgot to unmute it fuck's sake uh what i was saying is if you do want to shit post and mention Bibby, then do that anyway. And then I said, uh, anyway, whilst uh, we're here, I'm going to jump on a tangent. Luke Pastille is here, so I jumped into this sh to show him my hoodie because he was the one that uh, had a conversation about this I mentioned last week. Anyway, the the other thing that I wanted to show you was this link that Luke has just put into the chat. Uh, 
There we go. This is a tweet from at Silent Takedown. My productivity updates roadmap. Sunrise, phone alarm one, phone alarm two, phone alarm three, noon, breakfast, lunch, shit posts, decide to make dinner or order, doom scrolling and project started and bed. That's quality. That's amazing. Yeah. GG. GG. The, the speed that people could churn this shit out. God damn it. Um... Anyway, I will I will scroll because there was a lot of con- uh, comments that I did want to jump on. So we had Asim's comment. Um, then Asim was saying, obviously, they've fucked up. They should have come out with this content. But by posting this content, they're opening themselves up to uh, some criticism. Daniel says it's a no-win situation. They don't say anything. They're fucked. They say something, and people say they're not genuine. No, I I think you're both probably trying to say the same sort of things there. Asim's saying if, if by posting at this point, they're going to throw fuel on the fire... Not, it's kind of unavoidable, isn't it? They, if they don't post, they will. That's a slow burn. The fuel will just feed itself eventually. So by chucking it out, putting a clear, taking a clear stance, um, and saying, okay, this is us, and now this is the roadmap. Okay, new direction. This is gonna fix it. It's shit. They will get hit. Um, but they will get the hate anyway. This way, they own the hate and steer it and still allow that expectation management. So it will create hatred, but it's it's you take it on the chin as opposed to take the knife in the back. I think that's probably the, uh, the better way. Um, this was a good comment from Tito. Uh, so they were talking about how they, they planned to have the game fully exceptional at release, so still left the narrative that the game was going to be wonderful until they realised that the Dave Zero update wasn't wonderful. Tito's comment says, I plan on winning the lottery. Is it a realistic expectation? Nope. Do I go around telling everyone I've won it? No. <laughs> Any business has to be realistic. Mm-hmm. If the concept isn't viable, you either make it viable or don't do it. And I think that's kind of the underlying thing. I, I don't... I. I don't know their specific situation for development. I do know that if a game is very buggy to the point that Cyberpunk is three days before launch, that is not going to be fixed at launch. I know that. Uh, yeah. Um, and if it isn't, if it isn't, if it's not fixed a month later, which is where we are now, it definitely wasn't going to be ready for launch. So I don't, I don't believe that con- uh, co- uh, that comment from Ivinsky. So I am more aligned with that. If it took expectations reality that wasn't either uh well yeah nobody could have realistically expected that um tito says though but i say that's as someone who will pick up uh pick it up as i think it uh looks like my kind of game regardless yeah exactly i mean that's 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 the thing we're all sticking the boot in um from different angles it's easy to say sticking the boot in you stick the boot in if you're just being a dick we aren't sticking the boot in we are let down as consumers um, and let down as people just generally in the games industry. And consumers could be a collective word for everyone or the specific people that buy it. So it's, it's, it's fine to be let down. But like you say, that's because you want to play it and you were missold. Yeah. Lying to people is not correct. It's not something that should happen anyway. Um, and then the comments that you kind of picked up on earlier on, Babe Tito says, open communication, didn't one exec say it ran surprisingly well on last-gen consoles? I mean, if that was running surprisingly well, how bad were they expecting it to be? <laughs> very, very good comment. Uh, I think the games industry take for granted they're one of the few products that can be fixed after launch. If they're truly produced in an awful state, uh, doesn't mean they should. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's... Probably because it's one of the few industries where that's actually possible. Um, yeah, you can't really you can't re-release, you can't release a, a music album afterwards, can you? Because well, you you probably can. They do it like ten years after a deluxe remaster, um, but to have it real time, yeah, you can't really 
you can on Spotify, but if you was to buy a physical... I think it's the music, inclusive yeah, element, no though, because music, whilst you do, whilst you love the music and it becomes a part of your experience and stuff, you experience the, the experience that they've set out for you. And a film, you experience that visual experience that they've set out for you. In a video game, you interact with and build this experience as yourself. And I think it's the part, I think it's the fact that you're a part of the story which kind of makes it more difficult for other industries to really do that. Um, there's probably some sort of analogies of, of interactive theatre or so on, but I'm going to stop with that analogy there because we are dragging on for a little bit. But uh, um, if I was buying this on launch day and saw how bad it was and then heard what they just said, uh, I think I would be quoting Bert Gummer from Tremors 2. I feel I was denied critical need to know information. Quality film, by the way, Tremors 2, if you haven't seen it. Don't, don't, don't care if the ratings aren't good, which I expect they might not be, but it's a fucking wonderful film, so there you go. Um, for sure, there was a reason console content creators weren't given review copies. Shady shit, absolutely. Uh, Madge says, I'm so relieved for once I didn't pre-order Cyberpunk. Uh, Gary says, same here. Madge says, Witcher 3 had pretty poor performance and systems at launch with a litany of bugs. Which, see, there we go. Um, it happens, and they will fix it. If Witcher 3 can be littered with a litany of bugs and be what it is now, then I still have faith. Um, I mean, I will criticise because they deserve it. And people, just because it's a great brand that has a good history and say the right things and are nice, doesn't mean they are immune to criticism. Um, Criticism, when constructive, leads to the same end goal uh, as blind faith, (laughs) essentially. No, blind faith, not blind faith. But you know what I mean? Being... super supportive even in the difficult times isn't necessarily the right decision so i'm i'm happy to criticize uh where it's due but i genuinely think they will fix it um as a software tester myself says gagad good morning by the way um sounds like incompetence but then again screw consoles <laughs> Lol. get the fuck out of here <laughs> uh a delay with a video in christmas showing the ass uh, the PS4 version is uh, would have been more than suffice to appease the mob being for a launch or bust. Yeah, absolutely. Not likely to happen. <laughs> yeah, you guys want it? This is what you'll get. Oh, no, you're all right. No, thanks, mate. No, no, you're okay. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's just like showing. I mean, I don't know. Is it a public traded company? I imagine not seen as. Anyway, it would hurt the company financially. Uh, Vern hooked me up with a link to Smith's store, so ordered both camera and headset. Nice. Well, there you go. Enjoy. Enjoy. Uh, and now I've just got to the comments where you're all like muted, muted, mute, mute, no sound <laughs> fuck's sake, Grave Day as much as I hate your accent uh, we kind of need it for the content, mate uh, do we, Tito and Madge, can you insta-ban show for life but 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 not insta-banning me enough so that he can't subscribe because I want to take his money off him, so yeah, there you go <laughs> suck, uh, <laughs> suck, I mean, I mean, I appreciate you as a viewer uh, uh, fuck, I mean, it's kind of hard to say that narrative when I subscribe to his channel, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, um, uh, the car analogy is the best one, baby. Uh, which one's the car analogy? Yeah, I've I, I seen that comment. I'm trying to think of. Is it something that he he mentioned earlier? Mm. Uh, Tito says, nah, free I'm on Shogun's side here. Where are you from, Tito? I don't actually know where you're based. What accent have you got so I can judge you uh, a respectable amount? I'd fancy you can judge him all you want. <laughs> you are? Is a United fan, so you can judge him accordingly. Okay, maybe maybe I'll judge a little bit and not as extreme as I would have done. Uh, Devon, <laughs> you're all northerners to me. God damn. Okay, Tito, you've got a sword. Can you just time yourself out, please? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's move ahead. Let's move ahead. Cyberpunk, 
the boot has been stuck in and a little bit of a plaster has been stuck on with a little bit of a, a rub on the shoulder as come on you can manage okay they deserved a little bit of a slap <laughs> i don't know why um Using an analogy of beating them up and then telling them it's okay. That sounds like some sort of know, gaslighting sort of thing there. It's all your fault. No, not that. Um, but they deserved a, a, a ticking off and they deserved uh, a little bit of a pat on the back for encouraging them to be as good as they have been in the past. If we get what they can do from the past, then I'm happy enough with that. Anyway, uh, when you buy a car, you expect four wheels, not three and a fourth sometime after purchase. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> T uh, yeah, yeah you're right that is a very good analogy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, i'm gonna uh where is my discord video Boop. i'm gonna kill and bring you back because the reason i keep stubborn all of your words is because your face and your words are like completely disconnected <laughs> waiting hello 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 oh oh say, say boobies no, it's still it's still like out of sync. Okay, uh, let's do it again. Okay, it's quite difficult to have a conversation with Bib when when you ask him a question and it's like, oh, there we go. Let's try again. Hello. How'd you like me now? Yeah, there we go. That's good. That's good. That's good. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, we'll bring him back. We'll bring him back in the room. Anyway, let's move forward. As mentioned, um, enough of enough of cyberpunk. Just to finish off the last comments. Um, uh, we have the ugly, uh, ugliest accent of English language ever. Where are you from, Lick? Uh, is that a wheezing you have the ugliest accent? I, I don't know. Tell me, tell me. Uh, Gagad, obviously being from Scotland, says, you're all soft southerners, to be honest. Uh, Tito is timed out for 600 seconds. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. I love the Scottish accent. Aye, that's right, eh? Um... Andy Robinson, though, at VGC, loves to write about EA Star Wars, as we can see with this article on screen. Nice tangent. Uh, EA Star Wars exclusivity is set to end as Lucasfilm partners with Ubisoft. Uh, Massive is working on an open-world Star Wars game. EA previously claimed 10 years exclusivity. Uh, so Lucasfilm will end its Star Wars exclusivity deal with Electronic Arts by partnering with Ubisoft on a new open-world game. Bibi, did we... Or did we not uh, start talking about Star Wars open world games just a couple of days ago? All I'm going to say is, Graham, there's a reason why this is the UK's number one video game podcast. is because everybody listens to it and everyone takes our ideas, passes it off on themselves, and we get fuck all credit for it. Uh, I mean, they take our thoughts and impressions and put them into a business model rather than giving us their thoughts and impressions. Fuck's sake. Uh, but anyway, uh, Lucasfilm will end its Star Wars exclusivity deal with Electronic Arts by partnering with Ubisoft on a new open world game. As reported by Wired, the new project will be developed by Ubisoft's Massive Entertainment, who made The Division, um, marking the first time that a company outside of EA has worked on a Star Wars game in eight years years the massive star wars project which is massive studio as opposed to a very large project so the massive <laughs> star wars project is being helmed by julian garrity director of the first two the division games and will be powered by the studio's snowdrop engine development on the new engine is said to have started nearly a year ago i'll go down to the original story and then i'll jump back up to the update so the original story uh, the announcement arrives six months after electronic arts ceo andrew wilson said the company intended intended to double down on the Star Wars license following a string of recent successful games. 
EA had previously said that its exclusivity deal signed in 2013 would last for 10 years. Lucasfilm would not confirm what had happened to the agreement on Wednesday, but EA's comms director claimed that the deal is still in place, suggesting that Ubisoft's game won't release before 2023, which they've not even shown you a picture of it at this point. That's kind of what you'd expect anyway. Um, but EA will continue to create Star Wars games going forward. Uh, quote within the article says EA has been and will continue to be a very strategic and important partner for us now and going forward Disney's games boss Sean Shoptow told Wired but we did feel like there's room for others in a post on StarWars.com Lucasfilm described the Ubisoft partnership as a new direction for Lucasfilm Gaming and confirmed it was opening the doors to other developers that want to pitch Star Wars games Douglas Riley VP of Lucasfilm Games wrote we're looking to work with best-in-class teams that can make great games across all of our IP. We've got a team of professionals here at Lucasfilm Games who can work with the developers, shape the stories, shape the creative, shape the games to make them really resonate with fans and deliver across a breadth of platforms, genres and experience so that all of our fans can enjoy the IPs that they know and love. On EA, Riley said Lucasfilm was really proud of the games it's created. We will continue working with them, and our relationship has never been stronger. While we may not have a lot of details to share at the moment, we've got a number of projects underway with the talented teams at EA. Uh, Riley promised there was more to come in terms of game announcements this year. This is just the beginning of what I think is going to be a very exciting year for Lucasfilm games, he said. And we've got a lot of stuff we're ready to start sharing with fans. In a statement, Ubisoft CEO Yves Gilmore said that working on Star Wars was an incredible opportunity for the Assassin's Creed firm. The Star Wars galaxy is an amazing source of motivation for our teams to innovate and push the boundaries of our medium, he said. Building new words, characters and stories that will become lasting parts of the Star Wars lore is an incredible opportunity for us and we are excited to have our Ubisoft Massive Studio working closely with Lucasfilm Games to create an original Star Wars adventure that is different from anything that has been done before. Um, okay, let me just see... Okay, that's just general stuff. Okay, back to the uh, update then. Um, update! Electronic Arts has issued a statement responding to Wednesday's news. A spokesperson told VGC, We are proud of our long-standing collaboration with Lucasfilm Games, which will continue for years to come. Our talented teams have created some of the most successful games in the history of the Star Wars franchise, including Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, and Star Wars Squadrons. We love Star Wars, and we look forward to creating more experiences for players to enjoy. So... Star Wars no longer exclusive to EA, or at least definitely fizzling out. Uh, what are your thoughts on an open world Star Wars game coming from Ubisoft, Ben? Uh, I love the idea. Uh, I mean, it's something that we <laughs> we talked about earlier on this week. Um, it, there's two there's two things with this. Um, is this going to be open world in a sense of it's only going to be a single player game, or is this going to be an open world game like The Division? Because both of them fill me with a little bit of excitement. I know there's been a lot of shit talked about the division, um, and I actually really enjoy the IP as it's as it is. I do feel it got a little bit more samey as it went on. It was a lot. It was a lot to grind, but I kind of like those things. I, I like grindy games. Um, you like grinding? Yeah. Yes, I do. Yes, yeah. Especially when it's for money. Um, but I, I, yeah, I think both of them. I mean, <laughs> regardless of what what kind of game it is, you're going to be climbing a massive tower, and you're going to be opening another side of the map by doing something um, at the top of the tower. <laughs> That's you jumping off it, by the way. That's what that noise was. <laughs> All right, <laughs> it just sounded like a loud beep to me. Um, but yeah, I, I feel 
I'm excited. I'm excited. There's something that we did that I said that they kind of need to change it up. I feel like they've got a game in every single genre to make everybody happy. But I think this this is the one that could potentially make them a lot more money than any other game potentially has. You're having an open world Star Wars game. We don't know who it's going to be, who's going to consist of, who's the storyline going to focus around. But I do like the thought of being a character at level one and then having to update your weapons and finding better bits and then uh, crafting your own shit and then maybe teaming up with someone to go and take down wh- whoever the bad guy is on whatever uh, planet. That, that 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 makes me feel a little bit happy, you know. Uh, what do you guys think? What do you guys all think of this? Um, uh, let me just jump back through the chat before I give my comments so we can catch up. Uh, <clears throat> worth noting, um, Ubisoft slash Massive have been working on an Avatar game for about four uh, or five years, plus they did the Division. Don't get your hopes up, chaps. Uh, Division skin Star Wars. Oh, joy. <laughs> um, uh, Tito says, also Ubisoft uh, love their microtransactions just as much as EA. Uh, Gary says, Ubisoft killed off the uh, Division with this news then. Um, Madge says, with extra shitty enabled uh, after launch uh, and reviews are in. Still, let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean, that the comment of that is basically... Video games release, they get reviewed, journalists put their scores out, and then microtransaction stuff gets added after launch. It's something that has been mentioned a couple of times at least for Ubisoft games. Um, uh, Gary, Tito says they did that with the Division 2. What a pish in terms of killing off the Division. Uh, the exclusive EA deals in 2023, so that means Ubisoft Star Wars game can't be out until after that. I wouldn't have expected it to be out until after that. The fact that we've not even seen it, we don't know what it's called, means that I'm not I'm not confident it's anytime soon yeah. anyway. Um, Tito says, I'm a huge fan of The Division. The Division 2 was a cash grab. It was a formulate Ubisoft open world game. I hope they've learned with their decline in sales and, they, uh, and see they need to try harder. It's an odd move from Ubisoft. If you look at their products, they don't tend to do licensed games. They prefer... IP they own, um, so they don't have to pay licensing fees. Magic Man says, I hope to God it's not offline with co-op offline or online. Not more. Uh, I hope to God that it's offline with co-op offline or online. Not more live service pish. Um, <clears throat> I don't mind live service games if it's done well. Yeah. And there's only seems to be MMOs that do well when it's come to live service. And again, if, if I'm saying that wrong and there's a game that comes to mind that is live service that you absolutely adore that isn't an MMO, then please feel free because I, I, I'm always in the market to look for games like that. But I feel like if you, if you were to use the Division formula but have it with Star Wars and then tweak it, well, you'll have to tweak a lot of things um, because it's not going to be one for one in terms of what the Division and the Star Wars offer as a franchise. But I fit, that could that could be great. That could be amazing. Um, I'd like to see how it pans out. But I mean, I'm game for either thing, either or. Either or. Um, when it comes to stuff like that. If you can have the gameplay of what we've had with um, Fallen Order. Is it Fallen Order? Jedi Fallen Order, yeah. yeah. If you can have the gameplay of that just mixed in with uh, a larger world and you're able to go and free roam, do whatever, that would be unbelievable. Um, uh, BRs have decent uh, live service. Um, not flawless, but, but can be decent. Can be uh, horrendous as well. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, Tito's comment of saying it's an odd move from Ubisoft uh, to go for a license. The same thing kind of would be said for Bethesda as well, who've just snapped up the Indiana Jones license, or just announced that they've snapped it up, should I say. Um, I think with brands of that size and with the might that you get from having Disney slash Lucasfilm on the other end of the desk, I think 
even the biggest brands wouldn't be averse to to running their own titles. I mean, EA can do anything and does everything. Um, and they've been licensing IPs. Obviously, they've done that forever. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see any firm, any firm at all. If it was a case of working with Star Wars, I wouldn't be surprised to see them um, doing that. Because, yes, you do have to pay the license fees, but you open yourself up to such a large audience that that you could release your own game and keep 100% of the profit, but earn a smaller pot, but you release someone else's uh, brand and give some of the pot. But it's such a larger pot that I wouldn't be... Uh, it doesn't surprise me that Ubisoft or or anyone um, are getting into bed with Lucasfilm with the titles that they have. It doesn't surprise me that these games are coming despite the Star Wars 10 years exclusivity because, as mentioned, I believe they would probably be after that. I mean, I think we got the first mention of Star Wars... I, don't, I think it was... Yeah, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order we got not at E3, but, like, the E3 before... Um, and it was mentioned verbally by, I think, Andrea Renee in the order, uh, where she was sat in the audience and they spoke about it, but you didn't see anything, you didn't get anything, it was just mentioned verbally there. And it was like uh, a, a year and a half later that it came along. I mean, that that was in EA's machine. Ubisoft, who've not been doing any of this stuff before, you can think, okay, a year and a half minimum, we'd be looking at late 2022 so it's probably going to be after 2023 before it finally comes along mm -hmm. the thing that i do find weird is that they're talking about it now what, what, though what's that sorry what do you want from this like i know, I know the chat um have especially imagine saying his expectations are low with this but he definitely wants to be uh wrong with it what do you see this game like when you think of open world games what do you think this should be um, I I I would like. I mean, it's massive, so it's more the division. But I would like some of the elements that you might be able to get in uh, Valhalla. You're, you're playing through Valhalla, being able to run around. I don't want to be leaping off the top of buildings and doing uh, a jump into a hay bale yeah. or any of that sort of stuff because it's Star Wars. But yeah. I'd like the ability to. Um, Maybe not jump on a, a pirate ship from Black Flag, but jump into an X-Wing or something like that. I want to be able to walk around. I want to go inside buildings. I want to roam the landscapes and stuff like that. I want to experience Tatooine. I want to experience Hoth and Endor uh, and Baku, uh, Jakku or whatever it's called. Jakku, Baku, Jakku, whatever, whichever one. Um <clears throat> I want to experience all of those uh, locations on foot and have a look around. Like you kind of do in Star Wars Battlefront, but you don't really get to look around because you're about to get shot by someone else. And, and there's a big AT-AT walking through the middle that you've got to blow up and things like that. So you get to see the beauty of it, but it's also a little bit um, on rails to an extent. Um, so, yeah, I want the, the free roam. Give me that and I will be happy. If it's solo... That's fine by me. I don't mind a single-player game like that. If it's something that has some online or offline co-op as Madge has requested, that's fine by me too. If it's something um, more like um, like Destiny-ish, then that would probably be less applicable to me. So I do kind of lean into the live service comment um, that Madge has put in. Um, I'm, I don't have a problem with... with live service generally the comment that i shared on, on social media that i showed yesterday or the day before from like 10 years back i was thinking of give me gta where i can get in a car drive around the streets get out of the car okay i want to start out step out of the um 
uh, Moss Eisley Cantina, jump into a, a land speeder, just fly across the land, get into another building, walk inside, chat with people, go out and do some missions, kill some people. That GTA-ish element would feckin' love that. Tie that into some way of changing that into space and then back or whatever. Yeah, that's me all day, but obviously difficulties for, for making that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, even a Star Wars yeah. skinned Assassin's Creed style game would be a step up for the uh, franchise. Both, I think, I think they would both work very, very well with each other. Uh, uh, solo in a Star Wars game, Hande says Gagad. <laughs> I think this is definitely the right move for the franchise. I think it was a massive step forward with uh, Jedi Fallen Order and the way that uh, a Star Wars game can be perceived. It's not just going to be a first-person shooter, Battlefront-ish type game. I think having the single-player experience was a massive step forward. If they could make something like that where it is uh, open world, uh, even if it's single-player or a live service game, um, I think Disney will be breathing down the neck, so they'll have to do a decent job, which is why I think Fallen Order ended up being a very, very good game. Um, you mentioned it a couple of days ago uh, about Battlefront getting kicked in the balls um, because they don't ruin, don't tarnish the, name, tarnish the name of Star Wars in your game, but don't do it in the films. Yeah. And I feel like regardless of what the storyline could be with this, whether or not it's going to be a returning character or it's going to be a fresh new storyline, I feel like they'll have to take the time. And I think Ubisoft on the whole made very, very good games. I know a lot of people didn't like the crew. I absolutely love that game. I'm back into the franchise with Assassin's Creed. Now Far Cry is one of my favourite franchises of all time. Um, so I think they've got a very good track record of making very good games. It's just where we can see the Star Wars game going in the future. Yeah, my... my, my... Fear. My initial fear is my complaint for Ubisoft, and it's it's quite a generalized complaint, is the tacking in of microtransactions. And like I say, I don't believe microtransactions are an evil thing inherently. They offer a great thing. They're a great tool when utilized, but a lot of companies just throw them in to make money. And I think Ubisoft have done that. And we covered it last month with... Um, does I believe I was right. I was talking with Bibby about this last night. Valhalla does have like that XP boost add-on that's like nine ninety nine that you buy it and it helps you speed up the grind. Right? Isn't that the case? Which, if that is the case, if you're having to spend nine ninety nine just to speed up a grind, that makes me think that you've put in a grind just to monetize, yeah. which is a bad way of inserting microtransactions into your game. That's do we add content? No. Should we just make it a, a shit chore? Yes. And how can we get rid of the shit chore? Money. That's not microtransactions. That's just ripping people off without content. Good content people will pay for. That We've seen it time and time again. Um, so that would be my worry. But I'm also quite happy to see that that's my main worry. And if there is one company after Star Wars Battlefront 2 that's not going to let microtransactions ruin a game, it's Lucasfilm Games. And Lucasfilm Games will be hands-on with uh, any Star Wars projects that are released and that try to get very heavy with microtransactions. So if that's my main main worry, I'm quite happy that Lucasfilm, after what they've done with Star Wars Battlefront 2, will slap that shit out pretty early on or make it be balanced yeah. at least. Um Anyway, enough Star Wars in. I would, would love to talk about this for hours. We are overrunning and we do have two stories, one of which is pretty meaty, so I will just fly through both of them and we can t we could talk about them um, at a later date in more detail because we'll get more news, no doubt. Um, actually, I'll, I'll, re I'll rejig the stories around because we've just been speaking about uh, Star Wars and the EA deal. We'll jump onto this one now. Take two! Uh, 
officially pulls its offer for Codemasters following an accepted EA bid. A GTA Parent says it will continue to pursue acquisition opportunities after it was outbid. Uh, outbid. This is posted by Andy Robinson at VGC and says, Take-Two has announced it's pulled its original offer to purchase UK-based Dirt and F1 publisher Codemasters following the agreement of a rival bid from Electronic Arts. The GTA Parent had agreed an offer to purchase the veteran racing game firm valuing it at $980 million, but it was later outbid by EA, which agreed an increased offer of 1.2 billion the codemasters board then withdrew its recommendation for take two's offer on wednesday take two said that uh, with the consent of its board of directors it's now lapsed its offer to codemasters the company's uh, action is uh, the company's action is possible due to a clause which said it could pull its offer should codemasters not hold a shareholder meeting related to the potential acquisition on or before january 12th following the first news of ea's accepted offer in december take two had said it was considering its options. On Wednesday, the company did not explicitly state that it would return with an, with an increased offer for Codemasters, but its statement appeared to suggest it was now considering other acquisition targets. Take-Two remains a highly disciplined organisation and, with its strong balance sheet, will continue to pursue selectively organic and inorganic opportunities that are designed to enhance the, uh, the Take-Two's long-term, uh, long-term growth and deliver results to its shareholders, it said in a statement. Um, okay, that, that's fine. We don't really need to go into the other bit. So, take two potentially were buying Codemasters. That looks like it is now off as EA looked to be in the driving seat. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll keep moving on. We'll keep moving on. It's fine. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy has been delayed. Once again, Tom Phillips, we start the show with him. We'll finish the show with him. At Eurogamer, he says, uh, Potter, more. Hey. Um, Harry Potter spin-off Hogwarts Legacy will now launch in 2022. Boo, give it us now. The game's shit and not finished. I want it now. <laughs> um, published Warner Brothers Games, uh, publisher Warner Brothers Games has announced. We would like to, th- uh, to thanks. We would like to thank fans from around the world on the tremendous reaction to the announcement of Hogwarts Le- uh, Legacy from our Port He Games label. A message uh, posted to Hogwarts Legacy Twitter reads, Creating the best possible experience for all of the Wizarding World and gaming fans is paramount to us, so we are giving the game the time it needs. Hogwarts Legacy will be released in 2022. Hogwarts Legacy was officially announced last September during Sony's big PS5 showcase after an early leak first appeared back in 2018, which Eurogamer rubber-stamped as the real deal. Last year, a trailer for the game revealed Hogwarts Legacy to be a third-person adventure set in and around the ground of Hogwarts, with the action taking place back in the 1800s, long before Harry Potter or Newt Scamander was shaking a wand around. Developed by Disney Infinity Studio Avalanche Software, the game was previously set for a 2021 launch. Thoughts on Hogwarts Legacy's delay or uh, the other news that Codemasters has been taken over or potentially will be taken over by EA not take two thoughts, babe? Uh, I've got a very short statement on both. Uh, first of all, <laughs> uh, the, Codemasters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the first one being uh, Codemasters. I'm genuinely gutted that EA have ended up picking up the contract for this, not because I think EA is the world's worst uh, <laughs> group uh, of games, uh, shall we just say? Uh, not because of that at all. I just think all having all racing games underneath one banner is never ever good for business. Um, I would have loved Take Two to have a bash with the franchises that they've been given there, but EA are obviously going to offer more money. Um, it's in their business to uh, to expand, and if they've got all of them under one roof, the profits are going to soar. Um, so that's unfortunate that they've have they've had that thought. Take Two may have gone back in with a little bit more money to try and tempt them. Um, but yeah, EA are going to take it. Hopefully, hopefully they'll continue 
how well the games um, like Grid and Dirt are doing under, was doing under Codemasters um, and continue to put out games like that. We'll we'll wait to see um, whether or not they just end up killing them, uh, killing them all and just keep on pushing out something else. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunate <laughs> that that's, that's, that's the case. Um, but it's business and money talks. Um, Codemasters are going to get a lot of money from EA. Obviously, not as much as Take Two was offering, but yeah, it's just a shame that it's all going to be under one banner now. Uh, second thing, the Harry Potter stuff. I am not a Harry Potter fan by any stretch of the imagination. I've probably read the first two books and seen the first film. I was speaking to Samantha about this, though. I was genuinely looking to try and re watch them. I'm not going to read them because I can't fucking read. Um, <laughs> not that. Yeah, which is why I don't host the show. Um, but yeah, I think I do. I do want to try and get back into it. Um, to a degree and this game looked amazing even from the rpg standpoint like it could have been any character rather than just uh harry potter but this game looked amazing and again wolf said earlier on the show if it's not ready delay it there is millions of harry potter fans around the world and i'm I'm guessing the majority of them that have a console was looking forward to this game as well just hold back make sure it's going to be a good game and then people like me who are looking on the other side of the fence at at the game, not being a Harry Potter fan, but just for the RPG mechanics that are going to be in it, yeah, it's definitely something that I'm going to be hoping to pick up when it's uh, when it's available. There you go. There's the asset on screen from Hogwarts Legacy. There as well. That is the uh, the image that they posted out. It wasn't embedded in Eurogamer article because Eurogamer's cookies just don't work with the fact that I don't want all sorts of cookies and shit all over my PC. So there you go. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's a shame to see Dirt uh, and F1. Uh, developer Codemasters be snapped up because it's a UK-based firm and um, the social media guys are part of UK social media in that sort of essence. They work it well with other developers and other social media teams. Uh, so hopefully they don't lose that human element that they have currently by becoming part of the EA machine. I mean, obviously not all studios do, so it's not necessarily um, the way that that happens. I mean, then again, if the John Take Two, would the same thing be applicable there? Potentially, maybe not. Who knows? Um, I I probably would have liked to have seen um, Take Two take them over for the main reason being the one that Bib mentioned of having all of the racing games that are out at the moment under one umbrella. It's kind of it makes the market stale. If there's no competition, competition breeds the most success fact um if you're in a, in a period of competition something uh, things will improve across the board much much more quicker um so having yeah having a monopoly is, is in essence across racing games with the exception mm-hmm. of obviously uh, forza on um xbox uh, from microsoft um yeah it kind of does slow things down there was a comment in the chat that did, did tickle me uh gary dirt rally ultimate team coming soon <laughs> <laughs> You heard it here first. You're goddamn right. Um, Gary also said Ubisoft presents Jar Jar Binks Just Dance 2024. Yeah! Where did we get? Star Wars puns in the chat, says David. That's it. I'm Hoff. Hey! Hey! That's a good one. That made me chuckle. So, yeah, I mean. I'll, we'll keep our eyes on Codemasters. In theory, Take-Two could go back. From the reading of that, it doesn't sound like Take-Two will put another offer in. Um, so we will see. We will see. You never know. Microsoft might uh, steamroll in with an offer. They've got all the money to spend on studios at the moment, and they said they aren't finished, so it might not be finished. Mm. Just because the are in the driving seat right now, once again, pun intended, uh, they might not be. Hogwarts <laughs> Legacy, on the other hand, um, that one is one that I'm a bit, a bit sad to see, but... I'm also not that bothered. Um, 
because this is something we've been looking at for a couple of years. There was early footage, like maybe pre-alpha footage, that someone had taken from an early presentation and leaked on the internet back in 2018. Um, so we're like three years on now. Well, it's probably more like two and a half technically, but we've seen it for a while. I've been excited for it for a while. I'm not planning on playing it anytime soon. So if it if I have to wait an extra nine, 10, 12 months, whatever it is, that's fine by me. Okay, take the time. Give me a good game. We don't want another cyberpunk. We start the show talking about how releasing a game early is shit. So, so it's fine. Take the time. Uh, but that is the news. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for a decent length episode of The Scoop today. It's about an hour and 20 minutes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, Junkie boy. And that is with squashing it a lot down. We could have spoke about Hogwarts Legacy for a little bit longer. <laughs> and the Take-Two stuff as well. So, appreciate you all being here. Appreciate your thoughts on another episode of the Cyber Scoop, uh, where we talk about nothing but the Cyberpunk up first, and then all the other stuff. That's very nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so to recap, Cyberpunk... Uh, uh, co uh, founders, should I say, Cyberpunk Studio, CD Projekt Red, have apologised about the state of the game. Uh, EA's Star Wars exclusivity has finished, or is finishing, it isn't being renewed, as Ubisoft have announced that they will be delivering a Star Wars game. Not any real details on what it is, just that it's open world and it will be coming soon. Take-Two have pulled out of the uh, deal to buy Codemasters. EA look to be taking that and Hogwarts Legacy has mm -hmm. been delayed. So thank you everyone for joining us today. Another good day of news. Um, as for the rest of the day, uh, Bibby has a, bu a busy day, so... I may jump on and play some PUBG at some point in this afternoon. So if you're not doing anything, feel free to jump in and do that. I was going to say, we may jump Bibby Streets of Rage 4, but Bibby's got busy stuff, so never mind. Yeah. Bibby doesn't care about you guys. He just only cares about himself. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, Iceman says, in before Watchdogs Coruscant. Hey. <laughs> um... Uh, Codemasters will be dead inside five years if EA do their usual, says Madge. I'm really worried about the Codemasters' future under EA. I mean, if they're spending $1.2 that's a lot of money just to suffocate a brand. So I wouldn't expect that. I would expect them to try and push it forward. Um, but yeah, that means the, the EA input on Codemasters' content. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, anyway, yeah, that's it. God, disappear. Before we do disappear, though, Bib, is there anything you want to add? Yes, there is. If you do see any video games news knocking around the social media platform of your choice, then do feel free to get in contact with us. There is two ways that you can do that. First of all, find us on all social media platforms, so on all major ones. Search for Ice Cream Uploads, you'll be able to find us. Madge has very kindly already put the socials in the chat for you guys if you are new around it. Second thing, find us on Discord. There's a little uh, area on the left-hand side that says the scoop. All we need from you is the URL plus your thoughts and impressions. We will then give you our thoughts and impressions on the very next show, which will be at what time tomorrow, Mr. Graham Day. Well, that's going to be at 10 a.m. Massive-ish. Ish. 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 Uh, Massive-ish. That's an ish that's just large and not the studio that's making the... Never mind. You knew that anyway. Fine. Okay, whatever. Uh, issues in the chat. Thank you very much for the uh, social links again, Madge. The mod of dreams. Exclamation mark socials and exclamation mark discord will give you our social and discord links as Madge has just proven to you there. Anyway, we are going to disappear. I may be back at some point soon with some PUBG. So if you want to see some some chicken dinners over dinners or later, then feel free to drop back on the channel or just linger in the chat. Keep the tab open. You'll see the tweets. It's fine. It's fine. You get it. You get it. Nice. Anyway, have yourselves a fantastic day. And if I don't see you, I'll see you tomorrow at 10-ish. Until then, stay frosty. Stay frosty.